After reciting the Tashahud, Ta'awuz and Surah Al-Fatiha, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih V, Ayyadahullah Ta'ala bin Israhil Aziz stated, that today I shall narrate the accounts from the life of Hazrat Khabbab bin Al-Arad radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was a Badri companion. Hazrat Khabbab radiallahu ta'ala anhu belonged to the tribe of Banu Saad bin Azad. His father's name was Arad bin Jandala and his title was Abu Abdullah and according to some, it was also Abu Muhammad and Abu Yahya. During the period of Jahiliyyah, i.e. the period prior to the advent of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, Hazrat Khabbab was sold in Mecca as a slave. He was a slave of Utbah bin Ghazwan, and according to other opinions, he was a slave of Ummi Anmar Khuzayya. He was a confederate of the Banu Zuhra tribe, and he was the sixth person amongst the earlier companions who accepted Islam. He was among those first people to have professed their faith openly and who had to bear extreme hardships due to that. Hazrat Khabab had accepted Islam prior to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, coming to Dari Arkham and preaching the message of Islam from there. Mujahid writes that the first people to have openly professed their belief in Islam after accepting the message of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, were as follows. Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Khabbab, Hazrat Suhaib, Hazrat Bilal, Hazrat Ammar and Hazrat Sumayya, who was the mother of Hazrat Ammar, radiyallahu ta'ala anhum. He further writes, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was protected by Allah the Almighty through his uncle Abu Talib, whilst Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu was protected by his own people. 
دیکھنے والے آئے کہ جو ہے یہ خاص ناظر نہیں لکھ رہا ہے لیکن Now, although the author of this is writing in a certain context, but one thing that is certain, and perhaps the author also forgot to mention, is that despite stating that Abu Talib, i.e. the uncle of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, protected him, or that he was given protection due to him, but the fact is that neither the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, himself remained safe from the atrocities committed by the mushrikeen, i.e. the idolaters of Mecca and nor Hazrat Abu Bakr radiyallahu ta'ala anhu History bears witness to this and they were also made target of various kinds of cruelties and these were even perpetrated against Hazrat Abu Talib radiyallahu ta'ala anhu as well The author of this narration however states that they remain safe i.e. the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and Hazrat Abu Bakr but as I have mentioned that this is his own view because history tells us that neither the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and nor Hazrat Abu Bakr remain safe from these cruelties but in any case he further writes that although these two remain safe all the others were put in iron chains and they were burnt under the intense heat of the sun and they endured the iron chains and the heat as long as and as much as Allah the Almighty so ordained. Shabi relates that Hazrat Khabab showed great perseverance and did not accept the demand of the disbelievers to reject Islam. Hence, they put hot stones on his back until the flesh of his back melted away. This entire narration is from Ustul Ghaba. Narrating the details of another incident related to Hazrat Khabab that took place when Hazrat Umar accepted Islam, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib states in Sirat Khatamun Nabiyyin. that only a few days had passed after the acceptance of Hazrat Hamza anhu, when Allah the Almighty blessed the Muslims with another instance of happiness. In other words, Hazrat Umar anhu, who was a bitter enemy, accepted Islam. The story of his acceptance of Islam is extremely interesting. Many people have heard or read this account but I will mention the details of this account as narrated by Hazrat Mizza Bashir Ahmed Sahib and it is also important to mention this with reference to the historical accounts of Hazrat Khabab He writes The disposition of Hazrat Umar enclosed a kind of stiffness which was further increased by his enmity towards Islam Therefore Prior to his acceptance of Islam, Umar subjected poor and weak Muslims to great torture on account of their Islam. But when he was exhausted of inflicting this agony and saw no signs of their return, he thought, why not finish the founder of this very fitna, i.e. the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. 
And so, upon this thought, he took hold of his sword and set out in search of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. On the way, when someone noticed him walking with an unsheathed sword in his hand, he inquired, O Umar, where to? Umar responded, I have set off to slay Muhammad He replied, By slaying Muhammad can you remain safe from the Banu Abdul Manaf? Why do you not look after your own home first? For your sister and brother-in-law have accepted Islam. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anha immediately turned and started walking towards the home of his sister Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. As he approached the home, he could hear the sound of the recitation of the Holy Quran from inside, which Khabar bin al-Arat radiallahu ta'ala anha was reciting very melodiously. When Umar heard this voice, he was further enraged and entered the home. And as soon as Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu heard his footsteps, he hid somewhere. And Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha also hid the various pages of the Holy Quran here and there. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu's sister's name was Fatima. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu entered, he shouted, I heard that you have left your faith. And then he attacked his brother-in-law, Sayyid bin Zaid. Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha was also wounded as she moved forward in an attempt to save her husband. And then very courageously said that, Yes, Umar, we have become Muslim. So do as you wish, but we shall not leave Islam. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anha was a very stern man. But beneath this veil of sternness was also a touch of love and tenderness which showed its colours at certain occasions. And so, when he heard the courageous words of his sister, he cast a glance upon her and noticed that she was covered in blood. This sight had an inexplicable impression upon the heart of Umar. And after a short silence, he said to his sister, that show me the words that you were reading. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha responded that I shall not, for you will destroy the pages. But Umar replied, that certainly not. Please show me and I shall indeed return them to you. Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha then stated, that you are unclean and the Qur'an should be touched in a state of purity. Therefore first bathe and then you may read. Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib radiallahu ta'ala anhu writes that perhaps her desire was also that by taking a bath Umar's rage would fully subside after which he would be able to reflect with a cool heart. And so, when Umar had taken a bath, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha placed the pages of the Qur'an before him. When he took hold of them and saw that they were the opening verses of chapter Taha, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anha began to read them with an awe-inspired heart, and every single word deeply impressed the heart of this well-natured man.
सही स्थिति रहती है अंदर घर की एक Whilst reading these verses, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu reached the following words: "Innani ana Allahu la ilaha illa ana fa'budni wa aqimis salata li dhikri." Inna as-sa'ata atiyatun akadu ukhfiha li tujza kullu nafsin bima tas'a. Meaning, verily, I am Allah. There is no god beside me. So serve me, and observe prayer for my remembrance. Surely, the hour is coming. I am going to manifest it, that every soul may be recompensed for its endeavor. And so. When Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu recited this verse, it was as if his eye was opened and his latent disposition was suddenly aroused. And he powerlessly said that what a strange and holy word this is. When Khabab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu heard these words, he immediately came out and thanked Allah the Almighty and stated that this is due to the prayer of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa By God, It was only yesterday I heard the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, pray that, O Allah, do bless either Umar bin al-Khattab or Amr bin Hisham, i.e. Abu Jahl, with Islam. And so, every moment was now becoming difficult for Hazrat Umar anhu. After having read the Holy Quran and realizing the true status of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And so he said to Khabbab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that tell me the way to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam at once. However, in the fervor of his excitement, he kept his sword unsheathed. In other words, he did not even remember to place the sword back in its cover. During this time, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, was in Dari Arkham. As such, Khabab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu gave him the location. Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu went there and firmly knocked at the door. When the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, peered through the crack in the door and saw Umar holding an unsheathed sword, they were reluctant in opening the door. But the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, stated that open the door. Hazrat Hamza radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, who was also present there, also said, Open the door, for if he has come with pure intentions, then well and good. Otherwise, if his intentions are evil, then by Allah, I shall sever his head off by his own sword. And so the door was opened, and Umar entered with an unsheathed sword in his hand. Upon seeing him, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, moved forward. And taking hold of Umar's mantle, he pulled it, saying, O Umar, with what intention have you come? By Allah, I see that you have not been created for the chastisement of Allah. O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, responded Umar, I wish to become a Muslim. 
When the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, heard these words, in the fervour of his happiness he said, Allahu Akbar, i.e. Allah is the greatest. And his companions, may Allah be pleased with them, called out the slogan of Allahu Akbar so loudly that the mountains of Mecca began to resonate. Hazrat Khabab relates that once we expressed our pain to the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. At the time, the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him was sitting on his sheet, reclining in the shade of the Kaaba. We submitted before him that will you not seek help for us and will you not pray to Allah the Almighty for us in these difficult conditions? The Holy Prophet peace be upon him replied, that look here, there were a people before you for whom a ditch would be dug and he would then be placed inside it. Then a saw would be placed on his head, cutting him into two pieces, and yet this could not deter him from his faith. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then stated, or his flesh would be clawed off from his bones and tendons with iron rings and yet this could not hinder him from his faith. The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, then stated that by Allah, Allah will surely fulfill this work, meaning my mission will surely be fulfilled, and Allah the Almighty will surely fulfill the purpose for which I have come. There will be times of ease as well. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then further stated that this will be to the extent that a rider will travel from Sana'a to Hazrat Maut. Sana'a and Hazrat Maut are two cities in Yemen and it is said that the distance between the two is 216 miles. In any case, the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah the Almighty be upon him, stated that the rider will undertake this journey and he will be afraid of none other than Allah. Or the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, also stated that he will only fear his sheep being attacked by a wolf. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then said, You, however, are showing impatience. In other words, this could only be achieved by demonstrating patience. This is a narration from Bukhari. This narration is also written at another instance as such. Hazrat Khabab anhu relates that I went before the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, who was lying under a tree and he had placed his hand under his head. I submitted, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, will you not pray for us against those people whom we fear that they may avert us from our faith? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, turned his head away from me three times and every time I said this to him, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, would turn away. However, after the third time, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, sat up and said, O people, fear Allah and be patient. By God, such believing men of God have passed before you, upon whose heads a sore would be placed and they would be cut into two, but they did not retract from their faith. So fear Allah. Allah is He who will open your paths and take care of your affairs. It is also narrated by Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu that I was a blacksmith and asked bin Vail owed me a debt. When I went to him to ask him to repay the debt, he said 
that I will never repay your loan until you reject Muhammad i.e. until you announce that you have renounced your oath of allegiance to the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. He said until then he will not repay. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu further states that I said to him that I will never reject the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, even if you die and are brought back to life, meaning it is impossible that I reject the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. And so, As bin Vail stated that when I am brought back to life after dying, I proceeded to give a similar answer and stated that I will be returned to my wealth and progeny and then I will repay your loan. Therefore, As bin Vail refused to pay the debt. Hazrat Khabab anhu states that it was regarding him that the following verses were revealed. أَفَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي كَفَرَ بِآيَاتِنَا وَقَالَ لَأُوتِيَنَّ مَالًا وَوَلَدًا أَطَّلَعَ الْغَيْبَ أَمِ اتَّخَذَ عِنْدَ رَحْمَانِ أَحْدًا كَلَّا سَنَكْتُبُ مَا يَقُولُ وَنَمُدُّ لَهُ مِنَ الْأَضَابِ مَدَّ That is, Hast thou not seen him who disbelieves in our signs and says, I shall certainly be given wealth and children? Has he become acquainted with the unseen? Or has he taken a promise from the gracious God? Nay, we shall note down what he says and we shall greatly prolong for him the punishment and we shall inherit for him all that of which he talks and he shall come to us all alone. Hazrat Khabab was a blacksmith and used to make swords and the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him had great love for him and would often go and visit him. When his owner came to know that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, visits Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, she began placing burning iron on his head. Since he worked with iron, and he would place iron in a furnace, and so she would take it and place it on his head. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu complained about this to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to which he said, O oh Allah, help Khabab. In other words, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, prayed for him. And the result was that it is narrated that his owner, Ummi Anmar, developed an ailment of the head and would whimper like a dog. Subsequently, she was advised to get branded, meaning having burning iron placed on her head. And so, Hazrat Khabab would brand her head with burning iron. Thus, she was left with no choice and would have Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu place burning iron on her head. Abu Layla Qindi narrates that Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu went to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked him to come closer 
because there was no one other than him beside Hazrat Ammar bin Yasir radiallahu ta'ala anhu who was more worthy of being in this gathering. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu then showed the scars on his back which he received from the afflictions of the idolaters of Mecca. This is the narration of At-Tabqat al-Kubra. There is another instance giving the details of the account in which he showed the scars on his back. Shabi relates that Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu went to Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu then had him seated in that particular gathering and said that there is no one on the face of this earth worthier than you to be in this sitting beside one other person. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu asked, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, I the leader of the faithful, who is that person? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied, that he is Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu then stated, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, he is not more worthy of this than I. For when he was in the hands of the idolaters, he always had a helper, through whom he would be saved by Allah the Almighty. But as for me, I had no helper to protect me. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu then stated that one day I found myself in a situation where I had been seized by a group of people. They lit a fire and then threw me onto the burning coals. One of them threw me onto the burning coals and another placed his feet on my chest. They threw me into this fire and one of the people placed his foot on my chest and it was only my back that saved me from the burning ground. Or he said that it was only his back that kept the ground cool. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu then removed the cloth from his back which had become all white like one who suffers from leprosy. In regards to that it was only his back that kept the ground cool means and when he was thrown on the burning coal there was nothing to cool the coal down and it was merely the skin and flesh of his back that cooled it down. Then there is another narration in this regard which is as follows. Shabi narrates that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu inquired from Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu about the difficulties he had to endure from the idolaters. He replied that, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, look at my back. When Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu saw his back, he said that I have never seen such a back. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu then told him that a fire would be lit and I would be dragged in it. Furthermore, there was nothing to put this fire out other than the flesh on my back. Whilst describing this incident, Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu writes, that bear in mind that those who suffered the most afflictions after accepting the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him were the slaves. Hazrat Khabab bin Al-Arat was a slave and worked as a blacksmith. He accepted the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, in the very early days. He would be subjected to severe cruelties at the hands of the people, to the extent that he would be made to lie down on burning coals from his own furnace, and a large stone would be placed on his chest, so he would not be able to move. Those that were responsible for paying his wages refused to pay him. 
But despite all the persecution and financial difficulties, he did not waver even for a minute and remained steadfast in his faith. The scars on his back were visible until the end of his life. And during the caliphate of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu spoke about the previous hardships to which he asked Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu to lift his shirt from his back. When Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu lifted his shirt, his back was covered in white scars, like one who suffers from leprosy. In another instant, Hazrat Muslimaud radiallahu ta'ala anhu states, At one of these early slave converts named Khabab bin Al-Arat radiallahu ta'ala anhu had his back exposed. The people who were with him at the time saw his skin was not normal and instead had become hardened like that of an animal. They were shocked to see this and inquired which ailment he was suffering from. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu laughed and said that it was not an ailment, only a memory of those early days when the people of Mecca would drag Muslim slaves such as us through the streets of Mecca over hard and hot sands and stones, and they would continue to meet out this cruelty, as a result of which my back bears these scars. These early converts to Islam were not only poor, but many of them were also slaves, and after converting to Islam they had to endure many difficulties. And as we have heard in reference to Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that they were made to lay down on burning coals and dragged across stones. And although they endured these hardships in the early days, however, when Islam spread, Allah the Almighty granted them countless blessings and bestowed upon them an eminent status in the world. Whilst mentioning this, on one occasion, Hazrat Muslimaud radiallahu ta'ala anhu states that during his khilafat, on one occasion, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu came to Mecca and all the renowned chiefs of the eminent tribes came to greet him. They thought that since Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was fully acquainted with their families and they themselves were the chiefs of their tribes, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu would extend them respect and honor and through this they would be able to establish some of their tribe's lost glory. And so, when they came to meet Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, they began conversing with him. And whilst they were engaged in conversation, Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu joined this gathering. Then a short while later, Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu also arrived. And thus one by one, all the former slaves who accepted Islam in its early years came to the gathering. And all of these individuals who came were previously slaves of the chiefs that were sat in the gatherings or they were slaves belonging to their forefathers. Moreover, when they were kept as slaves, those chiefs would inflict the most severe cruelties upon them. 
each time one of these slaves, i.e. they were slaves in the previous times, such as Hazrat Bilal ta'ala anhu, and Hazrat Khabab ta'ala anhu. And each time they entered, Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu, would greet each one of them and welcome them and request if the chiefs could kindly move back. Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu writes that Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu, would greet each one of them and welcome them and request if the chiefs could kindly move back. Usually, in the gatherings, the chiefs would be seated at the front. But when these early converts to Islam came to the gathering, Hazrat Umar would request the chiefs of Makkah to move back in order to allow them to be seated in the front. This continued to happen to the extent that the young chiefs that had come to meet Hazrat Umar kept on moving back eventually reaching the door. In those days, there were no large halls and it would have been a small room. And as they would not have all fitted inside, hence moving backwards, the chiefs ended up sitting near to where the shoes were placed. And so when these chiefs were forced to sit where the shoes were placed and they saw with their own eyes that each one of the former slaves were made to sit ahead of them, they felt greatly aggrieved. Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu further writes that God Almighty arranged in a manner whereby coincidentally all those Muslims who were once slaves of the disbelievers all came to the gathering one after the other. If these chiefs were made to move back once, they may not have felt anything. Yet since they were made to move back a number of times, they were unable to bear it and left the gathering. Outside they began to complain to one another saying how they had been humiliated and how they were made to move back every time a slave came to the gathering, eventually being made to sit amongst the shoes. At this, one of the youths said, that who is to blame for this? Umar ta'ala anhu or our forefathers? If you take a minute to ponder, you will realize that no blame lies with Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu. In fact, it is the fault of our forefathers that today we are being punished. This is because when God Almighty appointed the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, our forefathers opposed him. But those slaves accepted him and happily endured every kind of difficulty. Therefore, if today we have had to suffer humiliation, it is not due to Hazrat Umar ta'ala anhu, rather it is our own fault. Upon hearing this, the others said that agreed, this is all due to the actions of our forefathers. However, is there any way to remove this blemish or not? And so they all conferred amongst themselves and thought that since they were unable to think of an answer, they ought to ask Hazrat Umar anhu for a solution to their predicament. Thus, they came to Hazrat Umar anhu and said that you are fully aware of what happened to us today, as too are we. Hazrat Umar anhu replied, that forgive me, for I was obliged to act in this manner. As those people were honoured in the gatherings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him as well. They may well have been your slaves, but in the gatherings of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, they were shown honour and respect. Therefore, it was my duty to also show them the same respect. They replied that we are aware that this was owing to our own shortcomings. However, is there any way whereby we can remove this blemish? 
Hazrat Muslimaud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu states that it is very difficult for us to envisage just how much influence these chiefs wielded over Mecca. However, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was fully aware of the situation of their tribes. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was born and raised in Mecca and he knew full well the power and influence the forefathers of these young chiefs commanded. Furthermore, Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu knew that no man could even have dared to look at them in the eye and he knew the level of authority and command their forefathers had. When Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu recalled each one of these incidents, a state of anguish came over him to the extent that he was unable to speak as a result of it. All he could do was to point towards the north, i.e. towards Syria, which meant that Muslims were engaged in battle in Syria. And if they went and fought in these battles, it is possible for them to atone for those mistakes. Thus, those young chiefs stood up and swiftly made their way to this battle. Hazrat Muslim radiallahu ta'ala anhu then further states that history bears testimony that not a single one of these young chiefs returned from the battle and instead were all martyred during combat. They all attained martyrdom in those lands and in this way they were able to remove this blemish from their family name which had become a cause of humiliation for them. Thus, ultimately one has to offer sacrifices. Those who offered sacrifices in the early days of Islam were granted honour, whereas those who joined later and wanted to remove this blemish from their family name which was a cause of shame for them also had to offer sacrifices. When Hazrat Khabab and Hazrat Miqdad bin Amr radiallahu ta'ala anhumah migrated to Medina, they both stayed at the house of Hazrat Kulsum bin al-Hidam and continued to stay there until his demise. Hazrat Kulsum radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away shortly before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, left for Badr. Thereafter, they went to live with Hazrat Saad bin Ubada radiallahu ta'ala anhu and continued to live there until the victory over the Banu Qurayza. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Khabbab and Hazrat Tamim who was the freed slave of Hazrat Khirash bin Sima. However, according to another narration, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Khabbab and Hazrat Jabbar bin Atiq. And according to Alama ibn Abdalbar, the first narration is more authentic. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu participated in all the battles alongside the Holy Prophet peace be upon him including the battle of Badr, Uhud and Khandaq. Then Abu Khalid relates One day we were sitting in the mosque and Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu entered and quietly sat down. The people said to him that your friends have assembled around you so that you may grant them some advice or instructions. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied What instruction shall I give? I fear that I may issue an instruction which I fail to fulfill myself. Such was the fear of Allah the Almighty and the standard of righteousness these people possessed. Abdullah bin Khabab relates from his father that on one occasion the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, led the prayer and significantly prolonged it. The people inquired, O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you have led the prayer in a manner which you have never led it before. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied that yes, indeed this was a prayer filled with love and fear. 
I asked three things from Allah the Almighty, and He has granted me two of them, and not the third. I asked Allah to save my Ummah from being destroyed by the affliction of a famine, which Allah the Almighty accepted. I then asked Allah to protect my Ummah from being overcome by their enemy, which Allah the Almighty accepted. The Ummah of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, continues to remain established, and if anyone overcomes the Muslims, it is the fault of those Muslim governments which allow it to happen. However, the Ummah, i.e. the community of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, continues to remain established. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then stated, I then pray to Allah the Almighty that my Ummah not fight amongst one another. However, Allah the Almighty did not grant me this. As a result, we can see today that Muslims have been divided into various groups and sects and are issuing fatwas of disbelief against one another. Then it is related from Tariq that a delegation consisting of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him's companions, went to visit Hazrat Khabab when he was ill and said, O Abu Abdullah, rejoice for you shall join your brothers in the Hose Qasr, i.e. in paradise. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied, You have mentioned those brothers who have passed away, and they did not partake of their rewards, whereas we continue to live to the point that we have attained all that which we fear is perhaps the reward for our deeds. In other words, he feared that they have been granted their share of reward in this very world as a result of being granted worldly wealth. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu endured a very intense and prolonged illness. Harsa bin Muzarrib relates that I went to Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu to visit him while he was ill. He had received seven different scars as a result of his treatment. And I heard him say that if I had not heard the Holy Prophet say that it is not permissible for one to wish for their life to end, I would have indeed desired for it. In other words, he was experiencing such extreme pain. And when his burial cloth was brought, which was made from a very thin fabric that was produced in Egypt, he began to cry and said that a burial cloth was put over the Holy Prophet, peace be upon his paternal uncle, Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala anhu, which if pulled over to cover his feet, it would leave the head uncovered, and when they would pull it over his head, his feet would be left uncovered. And so the Izkhar grass was placed over his feet. I have experienced a time with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, when I did not even possess a single dinar or a dirham. But now look at my condition. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu further stated that now my condition is such that I have a chest in one corner of my house which contains 40,000 dirhams. However, I fear lest we have been granted our rewards in this very world. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that we migrated with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, seeking the pleasure of Allah and expecting our reward from Him. Some of us died without partaking anything from their reward. Among them was Hadith Musa bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And there are those among us whose fruits of their deeds have ripened and they are enjoying its delight. Hazrat Musa bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was martyred in the battle of Ad and there was only one cloth available for us to cover him in. When we covered his head with it, his feet were exposed and when we covered his feet with it, his head was uncovered. And so the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, told us to cover his head and to put izkhar grass over his feet. Then Zaid bin Wahab relates that we were in the company of Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu whilst he was returning from the battle of Sifin. 
when we arrived at the gates of Kufa, we noticed that there were seven graves to our right. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu inquired as to who these graves belonged to. The people replied that, O Amir al-Mu'mineen, after you had departed for Sifin, Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away and he had stated in his will to be buried outside the city of Kufa. In those days it was the practice of the people that they would bury their dead in their front courtyard or near their front doors. However, when people witnessed that Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu had stated in his will to be buried outside of Kufa, they also began doing the same. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu then stated that may Allah bestow his mercy upon Khabab. He accepted Islam out of his own choice and took part in the migration out of his obedience. He spent his entire life as a mujahid, i.e. one who greatly strives for the sake of their faith and endured trials on account of his physical health i.e. he suffered from various illnesses for a long time. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu then stated that whosoever does a good deed, Allah shall never deprive him of his rewards. Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu then went close to the graves and said, Peace be upon you, the believers and Muslims who dwell herein. You are those who have departed before us in order to make arrangements for us as well. And we shall soon meet you. O Allah, grant forgiveness to them and also to us and overlook their shortcomings and ours as well. Glad tidings for one who is mindful of the hereafter and performs his deeds for the day of reckoning and remains content with that which is sufficient enough to fulfill his needs and pleases his Allah the Almighty. This is the prayer offered by Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu at the time. Hazrat Khabab radiallahu ta'ala anhu passed away in 37 Hijri at the age of 73. Alhamdulillah, من يعذي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمدا نبدو ورسوله إباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل واللسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وإنهاء الفاشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيزكم لعلكم تذكرون واذكروا الله يذكركم وَاذْكُرُوهُ يَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ وَلَذِكْرُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ